Welcome to the J-Rock Concerts Podcast. On this episode, we are super stoked to have a very charismatic frontwoman, Julia Bullock, for the Foxies, a four-piece alternative rock band based in Nashville, Tennessee. They're one of the hottest bands out there right now. They were future now, that's what I call music. Um, and they performed at Bonnaroo 2018, Live on the Green, you know, a bunch of festivals. They played 300 plus headlining shows in the past few years. They are a fantastic, fantastic group. They're slick but heartfelt and they have a unique, unique sound. It's definitely a real party that you can both listen to with lyrical depth but also very dancey. It's, it, it's fantastic. They have a very, very unique sound. Um, Julia was a thrill to talk to. You know, she's spending the past few months in um, in Nashville. They just released uh, their brand new EP, "Growing Up Is Dead," which is just a, just an outstanding piece of work. It's it's not that long. It runs just around thirty minutes, and it's just a cracker of an EP. Um, and yeah, they are the critic favorites. They were just featured on Rolling Stone for their outstanding uh, music video for their first single. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoy the interview with Julia Bullock of the Foxies. Hey, Julia, Hi. how are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you see me? Hear me? Not pixelated? Yes. yes. Can you can you see and hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. How are you doing, Julia? <laughs> doing well, my dear. It's a crazy time, but you know we're we're trying to stay creative and and write constantly and keep the creative juices flowing. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining. You know, of you course. guys are such an you guys are such an exciting band. Uh, such a unique sound, such energy, you. you know, just from the research alone, you have me all buzzed up today. So <laughs> it's, it's great to sit down and, and talk to you a little bit. So um, yeah. we do want to talk to you about, uh, about Growing Up Is Dead, which just came yeah. out last Friday, uh, and the story of the Foxes a bit. Uh, but first, if you don't mind, I feel like there's a couple questions, real world questions that I feel like, like I, I have to ask, right? I grappled of with course. this. Yeah. Um, obviously, number one, you know, you live in Nashville, if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's one of the cities where there's been protests, and yesterday was Blackout Tuesday, mm -hmm. and you know there's a there's a, a new a new noise for equal rights. Uh, so you know, I, I what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, I think this is this is the perfect time. Like everybody has now been able to find their voice. Um, so I think it's definitely the biggest time for us to stand with our black brothers and sisters, hold their hands through all of this, offer support any way that they need. 
um, but also allow them to amplify their voices. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing. And I think that that's what, you know, Blackout Tuesday was, was really awesome for us is, you know, like it was time for us to give the, the podium to them. It was time for us to be like, Hey, it's time. We're giving you the space. You need to amplify those voices. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing is like, learn, learn about our history, like read on it, you know, donate time, donate your money, donate your support, give everything you can, because this is like, this is history, you know, like there are brothers, there are sisters. We got to stand with them through it, through everything. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, people are going to be reading about this in history books one day and they're going to be like, damn. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. You did, who stepped up, who didn't? Absolutely. Exactly. I agree, Julia. I agree. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, coronavirus now, right? It's like we have to, we've been kicking off, it feels like the past two, three months now with this question, but how has this experience been like for you, Julia, for, and for your band and, and for, for everything? You know, it's been kind of weird because like we had this whole release plan and we had all these tours lined up <clears throat> and because of coronavirus, it's, it's definitely like, okay, yeah, the releases have been good and they've worked on our behalf, but we still can't play music, you know? And you're a live band. You're, you're so spectacular yeah. live, you know? Yeah. Thank you. So mm -hmm. it's like, that's, that's where we, you know, have the most fun is on tour, on, on stage. Like, you don't hear us until you see us live. So it's definitely been um, a change of pace for us. We've had to learn how to get creative. Um, with just like keeping people engaged, making our family and friends know that like we are here to support them because this is a really weird time for everyone. Um, and now, I mean, because of the pandemic and then, you know, all the things that are happening this past month, this past week, it's like all you can do is just show support and we need to pause. We need to take this time to really reflect on, yeah. you know, our choices as people. Um, our choices as Americans, you know, like we need to literally sit and take the time to focus on what really matters. So it's like, you know, yeah, the music matters, but at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's your, your community right now. And that's the yeah. biggest thing. Absolutely. Well said, well said, Julia. So let's go back to the beginning, if you will, of your yeah. early life. You started singing at two years old. Yeah, that's magnificent. So I want to ask you, like, where did the music DNA come from? I know your dad played in a band. Is that where he came from? Like, where, 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 where was the DNA came from? So I just remember being two years old and running around in my diapers and bobbing my head to Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> wow. And my dad always had Ozzy, Kiss, Billy Idol, NXS, YouTube um, playing. And it just kind of like instilled this, this, this passion in, in me. Um, and then at the age of 10, I saw Green Day live. Uh, I was like in fourth grade. My dad took me to my first rock concert and my mom dyed my hair bright red and we traveled. And I was like, this guy is epic. Yeah. Like Billy Joe is epic. I want to be just like him. And that kind of started the whole idea. It, it kind of put that idea in my mind, kind of like, hey, maybe you could do this too. So yeah. three years later, I started my first band. Um, Which was, was, um, was, what was the name of that band? The first one was Lyra Shines, but we were Lyra only, a, yeah, we were only a band like a year. And then um, 
we changed our name to the local traumatic and I was with them until 18 years old. Um, and then I did X factor was on that for a hot second. Um, and then when, when I was done with that, I moved to Brooklyn, did the solo thing and then Phoenix. And at the age of 21 in Phoenix, that's where the Foxies was created. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, you, there's a lot to unwrap there. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So l- l- the green day stuff, right? So like seeing, you know, your first show, seeing green day, you know, 10 years ago or whenever that was epic, right? Billy Joe trade, you know, dump weed for a, someone your yeah. age blew your mind. Absolutely. Yes. It was the coolest thing. Cause I just remember he, every single show. Cause my dad took me to quite a few, like we would travel the East coast and, and see them. You got a cool um, dad. He's amazing. My dad is absolutely amazing. My, both of my parents are just the most supportive people. Um, but I just remember Billy Joe would do this thing at every show. He would play mm-hmm. the song. And in the middle of the song, he would call somebody up on stage yeah. to play, play, play for him. And he would run around the stage and amp people up. And I always, <laughs> I always wanted to be that person to go up there and play, even uh-huh. though I didn't know the song. Like, I didn't know how to play. Right. But, I find that amazing, by the way. I don't know how they do this because I've been in a couple of these shows. They pick up this – who was uh, lately? In, I, 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 the Killers last year. They picked up this kid, five years yeah. old, and the kid played as good as the real drummer. Like, it's just like – What is this? First of all, how did the kid – I have so many questions. <laughs> it, it really makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. And, like, it's, it's the craziest thing because, like, everybody that goes up there is either, like, an amazing singer or they just, like – they throw themselves up there. They probably don't know anything about the song, but they're killing it. And, you know, the band is still just hyping them up. So it's, I think that that definitely got the, the excitement roaring in me. That makes at sense. At a very young age. That makes yeah. sense. Now seeing, uh, you know, seeing you guys on, you know, live, that makes sense. And yes. then you mentioned X Factor for a, for a hot minute as you say, yes. uh, tw- in 2012, one of the first seasons, right? But um, it was great. And you were a voice teacher at the time. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, obviously it was a, a newest show in America and in the UK it was big, uh, but, you know, it was catching on. How, how did that go? How was that experience? Yeah, it was, you know, at the time it was very, very um, exhilarating because, uh, you know, I was 18. I was teaching voice lessons um, or shall I say, vocal performance. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to audition for X Factor because the band that I'm in, we're just not really doing anything. It's, we're kind of calling it quits. I might as well just try it. It's not like I'm going to get on. And so I did the first preliminary audition. I didn't hear anything for four weeks. They said if I got in that they would let me know in two weeks. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not accepted. So it's fine. So I- Good job interview answer. Yeah. Like you'll hear from us. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, two weeks after the deadline, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. So I'm sitting down about to teach my first voice, uh, voice client, and I'm reading a magazine on <laughs> One Direction and how they got discovered on X Factor. And as soon as I was reading it, I kid you not, my friend, I get a phone call from X Factor saying, hey, Julia, this is so-and-so from X Factor. Just no. to let you know. Wow that we forgot to call you two weeks ago, but you're going to be auditioning on TV at the end of this week. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> so you were in LA at this point? Like everything was in LA or you had to travel? What, what happened? What, what's this? So 
the preliminary auditions were in North Carolina. They were, um, I grew up in Charlotte. Um, okay. And it was in Greensboro. So I traveled to Greensboro and then the audition, the filming, I had to travel back to Greensboro. Um, and then after I got accepted on TV, um, they flew me to Miami where we did the boot camp. Uh, and I got, I think I got eliminated the last round before boot camp ended. Um, so I made it, I made it pretty far. I made it top 16 in my category. Um, but I'm glad I only made it that far because, you know, like, even though it's cool to say that you did that, like, I don't want that to be what people recognize me from, you know? Sure, 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 yeah. sure. Absolutely. You still got a nice little, you know, smirk there from Simon Cowell and like an intrigued <laughs> look from Britney Spears. That did happen, you know, so, so that's good. That's on the record. I was like, ooh, Simon, you're giving me those eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, all. That's, that's great to hear, Julia. Okay, and then, of course, you did a little bit of your solo career. You start getting into this a little bit. You did some great work, including songs like Reckless, right, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, tell us about this solo period for, you know, Julia Lauren Bullock. Yes. So that was kind of my um, dip the toe in the water type thing, you know? Like, I was like, I'm done with X Factor. I'm out of my contract. I'm going to do whatever I want. So, <laughs> so I moved to Brooklyn with this, you know, little EP that had uh, head over my heart, um, reckless fall, and the other one. Can't remember the other, uh, but it was that long ago. Um, and you know, the whole time I was in Brooklyn, I was there for maybe six months. I only played one show, and it was really disheartening because I wanted to play more. But you know, being a twenty, twenty-one year old in a really, really big city, never have living on your own before, never, never have lived on your own before. Um, I was working so much that I didn't get enough to my artistry, you know, like I didn't get enough time for that. So, um, I did the one solo show and I was like, okay, something's not working here. This is fun. I'm glad I got to play again, but something's not working. So that's when, you know, I was just like, "Hmm, it's time to, to start a new chapter and move on to Phoenix. And that's what I did. (laughs) Amazing. So you moved to Phoenix. Did you have family there or like any... Any connection yeah. to Phoenix? Um, the guys that I wrote the first EP with, the Julia Lauren EP, yeah. um, as well as the Oblivion EP and the Growing Up Is Dead EP, they were based gotcha. in Phoenix at the time. So, Got it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, are we talking about Jake and Rob or, or someone else? No, we're talking about the Silverman brothers. The um, Silverman brothers, so okay. The, yes, the Silvermans, they, they were there from uh, pretty much day one. They were there from day one for me. Um, and they're like, they are the big part of the Foxy's DNA. And then my second show ever that I played as the Foxy's, that's when Jake came in. And gotcha. um, he just started off as filling in because, you know, uh, my drummer at the time was a friend of his. He's like, hey, man, we just need you to fill in for this, this gig. It's going to change your life. And Jake was like, eh, all right, man, I doubt that, but whatever. And I mean, now he's he's the foxy guitar player and there i mean if he if he left it would not be the same so i mean same with rob like rob opened up for us for uh in one of the shows that we played three years ago drummer at the time and rob came up to me and he was like hey so that sounded great but your drummer sucks so let me be your drummer and ever since then i was like, like okay. wow i was like <laughs> 
That confidence won you, baby. You are now the Foxy's drummer. So that's great. Yeah, you guys make a fantastic trio. It's great you. chemistry. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's 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 great. And like, I think you had a great quote once that you said that the bounce sounds like if Billy Idol and Blondie had a baby. Genius. That should be enshrined in a, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame entrance. I don't know. It's Thank epic you. because it's exactly how you guys sound. Uh, you. And you mentioned your EPs. Oblivion, one of them floods. It's a cracker of a song, by the way. Okay. Uh, to Growing Up is Dead. Um, you know, obviously the concept of the album is different now than it was like maybe in your dad's age or when I was a child or yep. something. So, so you guys are like pretty keen on the EPs, which is, which is great. Because yeah. sitting through one of your EPs, average 30 minutes, is a whole experience. It's digestible, but you, you end up feeling it's like a palate cleanser. It's, it's phenomenal. What oh. is that? <laughs> what is this? Um, where does the idea to work on EPs come from? Is this has to do with the with the trends or or what? Well, the crazy thing about it is like we so the Foxy's Oblivion that was going to start off as um, as an album, but a, a good friend of ours was like, "Hey, not to like discourage you or anything, but." Nobody knows who you are, so who's going to listen to a 10-song album from somebody that they don't know? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. So we changed Oblivion from 10 songs to six songs. Um, and then Battery was an EP with four songs. Um, and then we had a single in between then and now. Uh, but Growing Up Is Dead, it just seemed like the perfect time to, to, to you know, like, encapture an EP and... Um, put something together because you know it was it was about that time to get just like that oblivion 2.0 you know like we needed yeah. something a little bit better um and i think the next thing that we have is it's going to be an album but we got to find the right time we got to find the right words to say you know it's it's going to take some time but who knows man i mean growing up is dead is my favorite so far so it's, it's fantastic. It's a great piece of work, and we'll get to it in a sec. But yeah, I mean, you've gone from playing classic, you know, yet small venues in Nashville, like The End, to being fixtures at the basement end. You, but now you're opening for, like, 80s classic bands like, Ber like Berlin <laughs> and Bonnaroo in 2018, which has yeah. a nice it, – it's, it, it's not just a typical, well, they played Bonnaroo. It has a – I like it because you earned it. It has a gritty story. Tell us about it. It was really cool because, like, you know – we've always wanted to play Bonnaroo. I mean, duh, who doesn't want to play Bonnaroo? Who doesn't want to pay, play like a big freaking music festival? One day we want to sell out Wembley stadium, but you know, we got to wait for that. So we heard about the road to Roo, um, kind of battle of the bands thing. It's basement East. And this happened two years ago. We joined in on the battle of the bands. We're like, listen, there's a ton of great bands cause it's Nashville. <laughs> so let's not get our hopes up. Let's just, kick them in the face with our freaking passion. So that's what we did. We went up on stage. We were unapologetically ourselves. Um, they voted us into the next round, which were the, the finals. Um, and then they voted us that night. It was between us and another band. I can't remember which one it was, but we were like, listen, the bands who are in the finals, they're all great. If we don't win, we at least got this far, which is really, really cool. So they call our name. We won. Um, it was really, really awesome. A lot of glitter, a lot of hugs and kisses everywhere. <laughs> um, and then we go to Bonnaroo and we basically show up with nothing. Like we were like, 
oh yeah, it's fine. We're going to camp in our cars and like eat power bars. No, dude, we show up. The only thing that I brought was my show clothes and some other like really dope interview outfit. And that was it. Uh And and the first day we got there, I got heat stroke. Um, Now I didn't didn't know, I didn't know what heat, like what it was. Yeah. And Bonnaroo is like, you know, it's Tennessee, like July, I think, or something. It's really hot. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So hot. So like, we show up and like, I'm already starting to get a little tired and winded. And I'm like, oh God, something's happening to me. <laughs> and then the next day we have sound check at like 11. We play at one. And I just remember being on stage, my heart racing so fast, me seeing stars. And I was like, there's only one song left. Keep going. Wow. Yeah. And we finished it off. I had a Bud Light Lime and some Cheese Whiz, and that was not the best combination, but mm. it saved me. And um, yeah, it was a whirlwind, dude. But it's definitely a story for the books. <laughs> do you like? Do you remember like like just performing, or was it a blur? Um, I remember performing, and it's great because I I like to believe that I remember almost all of our shows because each of them are so. Um, pivotal for me um, and each one feels like a new step in the right direction you know because yeah, um, yeah. I think if you don't feel proud of yourself at the end of a show you're definitely not stepping into the right direction um, so I remember it it's a little hazy because it was so hot and I felt like throwing up the whole time but it was an epic moment like I saw people there that I had not seen since elementary school which was really cool. Um, so it was like a little family reunion all in one. That's amazing. Wow, yeah. what a formidable story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Of That's course. Great. And uh, so you mentioned growing up, Dad, you, your latest EP just came out. Really, really, I, I, I do agree with you. I think it's, it's your best work. It's phenomenal. All, all tracks are great. But for someone that doesn't know the Foxies, I want to encourage you to go to YouTube and start off by YouTubing their, new, their first single, the video of this song called Anti-Socialite. But here's the thing with that video. Uh, it is, I, 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 don't, I don't say this ever. It's, it's a legendary video. It's epic. It is, no, no, no. Like it reminds me of, you know, like those people need to see it because it's like smells like teen spirit. It's like, okay, go in the early 2000s. It, you'll see it like five times in the first sitting. You're, you're, not, you're not just going to watch it one time. So we have to talk about it. You know, obviously, you work with Morgan Swank uh, with Moonscar mm-hmm. Productions. She's an Emmy Award-winning TV writer, very accomplished, and it was directed by Ren Evans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me just the experience of making this wonderful video. It was the most amazing experience because Morgan is, like, my best friend, and she mm-hmm. is so talented. And being able to work on art with your best friends is an amazing accomplishment, I would, I would say. Um, and the, the, the team that she put together, that was my first time ever meeting, Ren. Um, and then you've got Anna Haas as the uh, photographer, creative director, photographer. And then you've got Austin Boylan. <clears throat> and then all the other team members, even the children that were the actors in this, and John Oates. Like, that yeah, was just- yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just casually, John. Just Jay. Jay and Jay. Mr. Oates, you know, <laughs> yeah. Coach Fox. Um, it was 
a surreal moment. Like that was the first time that we ever were in a position to where we were actually, we felt like the stars of a film, you know? And, and Morgan just has this beautiful, magical way of making everybody feel so, so important and uh, so talented. And we started at 5 a.m. and we didn't end until 8 p.m. that night. So it was a very long day. We didn't have any breaks. Um, of course, you know, the kids got to eat and stuff, but we we're like, no, let's work through this. Like, we're getting all the good shots. Um, and then I'll let you talk. I'll, I'll let you introduce the whole John thing if you want. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, you're right. The video is super vibrant, colorful. It's just, it has warm tones and just the right touch of nostalgia, right? But then you put it with the music and it's like, Psh! perfect it's perfect it's it's just a perfect mix uh so i mean john oates what can i say obviously john oates from hall and oates he's a rock and roll hall of fame member inductee uh part of one of the most famous and important duos in rock and roll history he's makes a little cameo in in, in your video uh as as the coach as the yeah. coach so so how was you know how did you guys uh, work with him did you know him uh, what how was the connection with him tell us about that about that it was it was all morgan it was all morgan swank she um she messaged me because we were i remember i was in the gym that morning and we were kind of throwing ideas back and forth and she had the initial idea of us being in a gym you know doing doing our song and, and being in these really random situations and i was like well maybe what if the people in the gym that we are like rivaling are, are teenagers, beautiful teenagers, you know? Cause yeah. then it's like, it's kind of like we are kind of going in like back in time, you know, like trying to revive our high school years. Um, and she was like, Oh, I actually really like that. And I have a couple of people in mind for the coach. Um, but one already responded and I'm pretty sure we found your coach. Do you want to know who he is? I was like, sure. She was like, it's John Oates, Julia from Holland Oates. I was like, you're making my dreams come true right now, Morgan. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> like, like, what the heck? So, and he was just a dream to work with. Like, he's such a nice guy. He is so sweet. He is so genuine. I mean, <clears throat> he, he literally was genuinely interested in not only as us as artists, but us as humans like and it, it was it was a beautiful thing to experience um and now he will forever be coach fox so perfect yeah i don't think i think a, a very select group of people can call him coach fox i so know you're part of a group of like three yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> that's great julia oh man you've been so generous with your time julia this is so fun so fun um so yeah i want to ask you you know to finish off what's you know, what do you think? It looks like the live industry is really going to be paused pretty much the rest of the year. Uh, the more I talk to industry people, maybe like yeah. November, some sort of little switch, mm -hmm. but pretty much the year is going to be in pause. So, so yeah. uh, what's next for the Foxies and touring this great EP and, and when will the people get to hear it and feel this with you guys? No. Um, well, Jamie, we, we're not quite sure on the touring aspect, but um, I can guarantee that you will get at least maybe like one more new song by the end of the year, hopefully. Amazing. Um, and we do have, we, we are constantly writing. We're constantly trying to find ways to like, you know, do live streams, do a live stream concert, a benefit show, something that keeps people engaged, but spreads awareness through, um, you know, everything that's going on right now. So 
stay tuned because we got a lot of cool things up our sleeve. We just got to make sure that it's uh, it's the right the right move, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, you know, people will hear the Foxies. It'll be a household name in no time. So, Julia, thank you so much. I, I, I hope I get to see you guys perform next year when you're in tour, whether you come to South Florida or, like, I'll just catch you somewhere else. But whatever, man. I would love to come to Florida. I'm so there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Miami always needs some glitter rock punk kicking the butt like this one so oh my gosh you just tell me when man and i'll be like all right boys it's time to play <laughs> perfect awesome julia thank you so much enjoy the rest thank of your you. week okay thank you thank you bye-bye Bye.